Well, it's another episode of the Darren Sargent Show. I'm your host, Darren Sargent, and this is the podcast where you get life advice from a single-handed perspective. And this is episode number 39, part two of the What You See Is What You Get podcast episodes. I'm looking forward to sharing with you again today for a few moments. Get this week started off right. What you see is what you get, part two. Thanks for tuning in. Well, let's get this show started in our last episode, which if you haven't listened to, I would I would encourage you to stop right now, stop this episode, and go back and listen to episode number 38, then jump back into this one. It'll make more sense to you, give you a fuller picture of what we started talking about in the first part of what you see is what you get. If you need a refresher, let's just kind of step into it here. We approach the issue of perspective, how you see your life, how you see your future and your destiny is really what shapes your life. Now, for those of you that maybe have forgotten, let me list the first three points of what happens to someone who chooses to have a perspective where they look at life with eyes of fear instead of with eyes of faith. Now, we use the backdrop of the spies who went in to spy out the promised land that God had said he would give to the children of Israel. And the first three points that we made in last week's episode was simply this. Number one, conflicting information causes pressure. When the spies came back with the report that they did, 10 of them, it was conflicting. It was different than what they felt God had told them. They said, sure, it's a land that flows with milk and honey, but the conjunction caused conflicting information that brought about pressure in their life. The second point we made by looking at this story, when you look through li- you look at life through eyes of fear instead of faith, is scarcity becomes your mentality. You think that you don't have enough to make it. You think you're not good enough to make it. You think you are too weak, too um, limited to make it. Scarcity becomes your mentality. And then finally, last week we ended with you get what you speak. We know the story, if you're not familiar with it, because of them speaking the way that they spoke, saying that it's not possible to take this land. They ended up living in the wilderness for 40 years. And most of that entire generation that thought this way ended up dying in the wilderness. Okay, so now you're caught up. Let's take it a bit further today and discuss the final three things that happen to a person who chooses to view life through the eyes of fear instead of faith. This is all about perspective. This is about how to advance your life or to limit your life. But let's look at it first of all, and then at the end, we'll kind of maybe pick it up a little bit. But the eyes of fear have the tendency to not just cause conflicting information that brings about pressure in your life, doesn't just cause scarcity that becomes your mentality, and it doesn't just provide you with you get what you speak. When you look at life 
through the eyes of fear instead of faith, I have discovered that others can get infected by your negativity. I'm going to let that just stay there for just a moment. When you are negative and fearful, you have the tendency to affect others that are around you. I've often stated that fear is contagious. It can be passed around. When they came back from spying out the land, those 10 spies spread such a bad report about the land that they had just finished exploring. It brought complete chaos and fear into the camp. I'll never forget, I I was uh, privileged to go to Bethel in the Hills. All my Idaho peeps that are listening, uh, I grew up going to a camp called Bethel in the Hills in McCall, Idaho, beautiful McCall, Idaho. I remember my first or second year as a camper, uh, we had one, it was a big barn, basically. Downstairs was kind of the uh, the fun room where the fireplace was, ping pong tables, foosball table. I was the one-armed foosball champion of the world during that, that time in uh, the late 70s and early 80s. And we, the boys' dorm was one big room in like a third story of this big barn, if you will, or big lodge. And I remember one night, this always seems to happen when you are, uh, I think I was 10, maybe, maybe 10, probably 9, 10 years old, and someone started a rumor about a guy that was loose on the campgrounds, and there were several acres there out in the hills of Idaho. He was loose on the campgrounds with an axe. Now, it got my attention because I'm already shorthanded, and I didn't want to lose any other digits. And I remember fear spreading through that dorm. I mean, kids were crying, weeping for their mothers. They were afraid to get out of bed. They were afraid to go to sleep. Needless to say, not many of us got sleep that night. But it caused fear to spread throughout the entire boys' dorm. It caused others to become infected. That's what, when you look at life through the eyes of fear, everyone that is close to you can get infected. Now, we're talking about a lot about infection during this time right now, all this social distancing. I'm just going to tell you something. Social distance yourself from those that live life with negativity. The second thing is when you begin to look at life, when you have a perspective of looking at life, through the eyes of fear instead of faith, you begin to see yourself as being inadequate for the challenges that come your way. Now, to me, this is one of the saddest things that happens in a person's life. People who are gifted, talented, people that have the the ability to do great things are often barricaded by their own negative attitude, and they get stuck in the proverbial mud, unable to move forward. Listen to the words of what these 10 spies came back saying. The land we explored devours those living in it. Really? The land eats you up? They go on to say, all the people over there that we saw are of great size. Everybody? Everyone there was a giant? What happened? They exaggerated. They exaggerated the conditions, and as a result, they made it seem more ominous than it actually was. Now, when you choose to worry about something or you choose to see it through the lens of fear, 
everything becomes larger. It's almost as if you're looking through a magnifying glass. The children of Israel continued, we seemed like grasshoppers, catch this, in our own eyes. This is exactly what I'm trying to get across. That's perspective. This is seeing your life through the eyes of fear. You begin to see yourself as being inadequate for the challenges that come your way. There's some of you listening to this. You have have viewed your life through the lens of fear that you do not feel that you are adequate enough to face the things that are coming down the path. You're limited by certain beliefs. This is seeing your life through the eyes of fear. And finally, the last point that I want to make when you look at life through the lens of fear, the eyes of fear instead of the eyes of faith, finally, you make yourself miserable. If you continue to live life this way, you know, nothing is more disheartening than being around someone who's scared, who's negative, who's against it all, constantly thinking that nothing is good, that nothing good is going to happen in their life. The moment these spies gave their report, the Bible says the rest of the people began to weep and cry all night. All night long, all night. Sorry, sorry, just reverted back to the 80s there, little Lionel Richie. They also started grumbling and complaining. I don't know why I do that. I just slip into these, these weird moments where I remember a song from my teenage years. Oh, well, I shouldn't have put that in there, but we'll just keep rolling. They started grumbling and complaining against their leaders, against the situation. You know, it's amazing to me when people operate in fear how quick they are to blame others for their condition. When people are negative and look at life with fear, they, they want to throw a pity party. They want to go in the backyard and eat worms and basically point fingers at everybody else and blame them for how bad they have it. Also, if you live life like this, you start second-guessing second everything and everybody. Oh, that person, they, they have this against me. You don't even know. These people wanted to go back to Egypt and die in Egypt instead of step into their promise. That's ridiculous. But it happens when you choose this type of perspective. Now, I don't want to necessarily end on a negative note because trying to give you life advice from a single-handed perspective and be as positive as I can. So let me just talk to you about the two that saw things a little bit different. The 10 that did not see the possibility end up dying in the desert. Their tombstone was somewhere along the trek in that 40-year journey. But Joshua and Caleb were able to step into the promise. Now, they had to weed through all the bad, negative things that happened for 40 years, just like everybody else. The majority ruled and caused them to wander in a wilderness for 40 years, but they wandered with a promise in their mind. They walked every day with a belief that they would see what they had tasted of 40 years earlier. Now, what's interesting to me is that when they finally go into the promised land, 
when they finally get there under the leadership of Joshua, Moses is gone. All those that didn't believe are gone. There's a new generation that didn't know the the slavery of Egypt. They just heard the stories. But here they are stepping into a promised land. And, and, and we see Caleb at 85 years old look at the size of a huge mountain that Moses said would be his. And the young bucks said, Caleb, you're too old. He was 85 at this point. You're too old to take that mountain. Let us handle it, and you just live down here in the valley. He said, no, Moses promised me that. That's part of my destiny. There are some things that are setting out there for you and for me that God promised us that it doesn't care what you have to go through. It doesn't care what's happened in your life. It does not matter what pain you've been through. If God promised it, you can write it down in your little black book, honey. It's yours. And Caleb said, give me this mountain. He could have taken the easy way. He had every right. He was an old man at this point. But he took the mountain that he had been promised by Moses. I wonder how many of us give up when it seems like it's not going to happen. I wonder how many of us have maybe lived looking at life through eyes of fear instead of faith. Isn't it in the Bible where it says that without faith it is impossible to please him? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He is what? He is everything you need, and he is able, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ask Caleb about his reward. Ask Joshua about his reward. They chose to look at life through eyes of faith instead of eyes of fear. This is such an incredibly uncertain time and so many of you that are listening to this may have been shaken in your boots the last five months but don't you recognize that if you've got faith just the faith of the grain of a mustard seed just a small ounce of faith that's enough you can move mountains you can attain promises you can see the possibilities begin to unfold in your life I challenge you today, live your life looking through the lens and the eyes of faith. There's promises for people who live like this. Thanks for tuning in to the Darren Sargent Show. Check us out at thedarrensargentshow.com. Have an awesome day. And remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got this. Go take your mountain.